What's up, everybody? We're here today. It's the 30th episode today. Let's take a look inside at my man, my little brother, Ben Uzo, who is a Nigerian-American, and he played for Tulsa, all right, in college, where he was the only player in school history to rank top 10 among points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. Wow. Wow. He's a three-time All-Conference USA recipient, including his selection to the first team his senior year. In the G League, he played for the Springfield Armor, Rio Grande Valley Vipers, Tulsa uh, 66ers, and the Canton Charge. Right? In the NBA, he played for the New Jersey Nets, the Cleveland Cavs, the Toronto Raptors, where you recorded a triple-double, and get this, ironically, against the Nets. That's crazy. That's crazy, V. Ben, welcome to Sunday Brunch, where we mainly discuss basketball but love other sports. Today we have an all-star cast of ballers, which makes for a great show. Ben, what's up? What's up, Edgy? What's up, sis? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad that we connected. We were talking on LinkedIn for, I don't know, it had to be about at least a month and a half for you to come on the show. I was like, yo, little bro, I got to get you on. I got to get you on. And, um, you know, I just have a list of people that I, I really have to do first. They got to be my firsts. And, um, you know, you, you're, you're definitely one of them. You're like, you, you know, us being – in the assistant coaches, the NBA assistant coaches program, and then our relationship still continuing to go on. And we had no yeah. idea about each other. We didn't know each other, none of that. And, yeah. you know, just checking in. The last time we checked in was March. I was like, little bro, what's going on? you like, I'm good. Are we trying to survive this COVID? You know, just checking in and keeping up. And, you know, you've, you've, you know, since then, you've had a lot of good things happen. Give us a glimpse into where you are now because the last time, you were with the Chicago Bulls in the D League, and you guys did well. And I saw your, I saw your, I saw your magic over there, Ben. I really yeah. did. Um, yeah, that was a great opportunity. Um, uh, I think uh, that the the ACP program that we were both a part of was able to springboard me into that Chicago opportunity. And for me, I wanted to get a glimpse if if I liked the opportunity to coach, if I could coach, if I could lead guys. And if I could just see it as a, a, a transition, uh, uh, me, if I could transition into that, that second phase of my life. And for me, I was able to knock out a lot in one stone. Uh, I was able to garner a lot of confidence, a lot of uh, interest as well during that time, and continue to just present myself as more than an athlete, which is, 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 a, is, a, is really like a constant thing just going on nowadays, uh, just in the, in the realm of sports, from football to basketball to baseball. Everybody's saying the more than the a, uh, athlete hashtag and, and things like that. So um, since then, uh, sis, I've been – I've played with my national team. I, was, I played in the World Cup a couple months, four to five months after that Chicago uh, stint coaching stint. So I was like a player coach and uh, it helped me on the court when I got back on the court to uh, to be able to lead, be a better floor general, be a better uh, teammate. 
and have a different uh bird's eye view from my coaches who who prep a certain way and that because I remember prepping for games and scouts and having to you know have things aligned a certain way for our our opposing competition so uh I've been playing with my national team and uh you know I've been doing a lot of traveling and uh, a lot of investing since then but uh you know <clears throat> since covid hit um it's been a unique time to con continue to slow things down uh, and make sure things are uh, aligned on the, on the family side and, and make sure your health and, you know, you're paying attention to certain things from that dynamic. So it's been a whirlwind since we last chopped it up since March, but, but um, it's, things are, things are continuing to fall into place. And that's great. That's great. I always love talking to you. Um, you're very, very intelligent very articulate, very very clear and concise with uh, what it is that you want, what you're thinking about, and putting your words together. And I, I find that to be so intriguing, you know, because I've been around a lot of people. And, um, you know, uh, there's a certain thing that people say, and you hit, the, you, you, put, you hit the nail on the head when you said that people don't think that we're more than athletes. You know, no, I'm, I, I, you know I, got, I have a degree, a master's, which I was working on when I was in the ACP program. And right now I'm, I'm, I'm doing something else, you know, to add to my education. And so I'm always doing things to add to myself, to add to the repertoire, to add to the resume, to add to just add to myself mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever that case may be. So I appreciate you continuing to do that. And it segues right into the next question that I'm going to ask you because you talk about Nigeria so much. And I knew how passionate you are for Nigeria, how passionate you are for Africa, how passionate you are for the kids and the players and the fact and the and the fact that I couldn't understand because when we were in the program, I'm like, you were that, that perfect age. Everybody was looking for somebody who was in their 30s. They wanted that that's somebody that they could transition into being a coach. You know, you had all of that going. But there was that thing with you where you were like, nah, I don't know if I'm ready to like abort and abandon what I'm doing with the national team, you know, whether it be a player or as a coach or whatever, whatever it was that you were giving to them. Talk to me about being a Nigerian, all right, and then how important it is for you to volunteer and give back to the people in Africa. Man, it's, it's very important, and uh, I've been on a new, unique journey even before we were in the AC program where my heart and my mind were being tugged to continue to do things for my national team. Um, and I've, I've been fortunate enough to be a part of the Nigerian national team for the past seven going on eight years this, this, this upcoming year that we're in. So for the past eight years, I've been a part of the national team, and I've seen and there's been an organic shift in where we are started and the lack of respect that we had when I first began playing to where we are at now and how our, we are viewed um, throughout the world as a, one of the better teams and better national teams in Africa. And so if you understand business, you understand the way the shift and the growth and the economic uh, rise as far as wanting to do business in Africa now. Um, the NBA has built several different NBA academies in Africa. They also launched the NBA Africa game that they do in the summertime prior to the season. And there's just definitely a, a, a widespread of using the game of basketball as a tool to grow 
and to reach African um, kids from youth to have a, a better infrastructure for guys to be able to to now go on and, and, and reach and achieve their dreams. But even if they're not, they're able to to, to feed and, uh, and have job stability and growth and doing something that they love. So me taking the notice of that and just listening to my heart and the calling and the way that I've been on this journey, I felt I can have um, my handprint on not only from a player, a coach, but continue to rise and, and move along with that wave as well. And it's been a unique journey, but you know, I've, it, it, it's made me into an Olympian and, and, and I have a different sort of uh, outlook and appreciation for different things that I was able to accomplish. Now I give back in a certain way of like, to Africa is like, I want to be a part of everything Africa, but I want to be a part of things specifically with my national team. And that's the best way I can do that. Yeah, that's great. And that's, that's excellent because, you know, um, you know, they made a song, Walk It Like I Talk It. And you're definitely yeah. you're definitely doing that. And, you know, it's just a joy to see. And, you know, there's so many, so many African players over here. You know, I got my my guy, one of my favorites. I know you know Mamadou. <laughs> yeah. Mamadou. <laughs> That's my guy. And I'm so glad that, you know, the league gave him an opportunity to coach. You know, it was definitely well overdue. His connections over there. You got your connections over there. Talk to us about what what, what who's the hot Nigerian players coming out right now? Hot African players out there right now in the league. Man, it's so many of them. Like in this past draft, we had eight, like the most Nigerian-born or Nigerian-affiliated players taken in the draft. We had a total of eight or nine of them, and we had guys from top five all the way to the second round. So the range was so incredible as well. Uh, particularly guys to be on the lookout. I got a, a buddy on the national team named Josh Kogi plays with the Timberwolves. He's mm -hmm. a guy that's he's a solid two-way guy. Yeah, I saw um, him the other day. Yep, really good, well put together uh, guard. Out, and he's from the Atlanta area, but obviously he's his, he's uh, his parents are Nigerian. Uh, another kid who went, I think he went five was uh, Isaac Okoro. He played yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers. Really strong kid. But then you got guys, you know, uh, who've been in the league. Alfaruk Aminu, he's playing with Orlando Magic. He's a he's a long-tenured Nigerian player and, a, and also a current uh, national team member. Um, so it's, it's a lot of guys that I like, that I know personally, and guys that I don't know um, all that well, but I'm, I'm admiring from afar. Why? Because they represent the flags. Yeah, opportunity, opportunity, opportunity at its best. And, uh, you know, me, I sit, you know, right now, the living room, there's nobody in there, but the NBA TV is on. You know, I constantly, I'm constantly looking at basketball, constantly picking it apart, constantly looking at players, constantly looking about, looking at the evolution of the game and ways that I can continue to co contribute to that. You know, we just had the conversation about that just before we got on here where you were talking about, you think I found my niche, huh? You think I found my niche, huh? You think this is my thing right here, huh? So listen, I really don't know like what people see, but you know, elaborate on that because I, I, I don't, you know, you can only live your life. You can't well, see I mean, it. it. I mean, facts. And, you know, other people see your gifts and they either hate on it or they point it out in a good way. And I, for what I saw, I saw the glow. I saw the rise. I see the energy. I see the liveliness. I see the comfortability. 
and the personality all together and wrapped in a nutshell, just you're alive. And not to say that you weren't when we first were doing the ACP program, but I think that could have helped you grow out of your character and a little bit more out of your shell, even more so than you are. But this is just a different, it's a different, uh, it's just an it factor. And that's just what I recognize. So everything that you've been doing, whether it was the 29 episodes that prepped you prior, but it's A1 and I, you know, I've I, I, I taken notice. So it's, it's keep it going, keep it going for sure. That's what's up. I appreciate that little brother. Now, discuss the G League. I mean, you were all up in it. You, you, you were playing when it was the D League. All right. Then Gator, Gatorade came and, and dumped all this money yeah. on, on the program. And then now, you know, it's the it's the it it's the G League, right? And the team that you went to play for, Springfield Armor, they're no longer Springfield Armor. Are they the are they are they the, the Red Claws now? Or they the are they Red defunct? Claws, I, I they either I think they were bought out by the Orlando Magic's G League. So they're now either could be the Lakeland Magic. I think the okay. took them out of there, yeah. So I think that's how at at that particular point, that's when it happened a couple years back, that merger. Yeah, and then Rio Grande, Rio, Rio Grande Valley Vipers, they they won a lot. They won a lot. They that's, I, I wanted to ask you if you was on one of those teams that, like, crushed it because they, they've always been good alongside um, – what's the other team that just won? The the Raptors, the 7 the, – what is it? The Raptors. Yeah, the 905. What, what, the 905. I don't know why I was going to say 702. I'm thinking about that song, <laughs> but yeah, talk about these teams, man. They are growing. The Tulsa 66ers, Canton Charge, you know, like I mean, it's just it's just phenomenal. They added another team, you know, out there in Cali. So, well, the, the 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 beautiful thing about time is it allows you to grow and expand, and that's what happens in business and the business of the NBA. When I was there, the D League is now the G League. So they changed names. Now, or also what that happened when I was playing, not every NBA team had a direct affiliate team. Exactly. Now, now they have, every NBA team has a direct affiliate. So it's like you have a, a team where you can send your players that need practice, they've been banged up, they need practice, or guys that, that are young, they need minutes, they need experience, you can now send them directly to your 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 G League team, sorry. And when I was when I was in the G League, um, it was it wasn't that. It was only maybe two to three to four teams that had affiliate teams, uh, NBA teams that had affiliate teams. So it was a logjam for minutes time if if guys were being sent down because an NBA contract takes precedent over a G League contract or at that time, a D-League contract. So when at the time, the politics were in my favor because I I was a guy who had NBA experience. Then as, and as, you know, um, as time went on, I was able to play over guys in the G-League or in the D-League because I had NBA experience and my talent and my, my, my skill was, was, was a little bit better and more polished than a guy coming out of college or high school at that time. So, I I was I had a, I found my I found my time to be able to grow my game, grow as a young man in the G League or in, then the G League, 
with the value with the vipers was my first stop um and we had a lot of success and when you have a lot of success you may not find yourself in the g or g league that, uh, for that long so i was able to get call-ups i was to get garner recognition and different things like that and then in in years that i would go back i would i was still able to polish my game and then I was able to do so that with Springfield and in Canton as well in Tulsa. And so my journey through the NBA D-League was great. And I used it the right way. It provided me a lot of uh, growth and outlook as a young man. But to, And guys are using it that way now. But you got to worry about the politics of it and the way it's also growing. So if you have, like now they have Exhibit 10 contracts. So if an exhibit 10 is like you can get signed to the big team and be like one of the last four cuts. But if you sign an exhibit 10, you'll automatically agree to play with their G League team. And so it kind of gives you like a head start on whether as they're still filling out the roster. So it's the business of the game from when I was there to now. It's similar, but it's also just more specific in the type of uh contracts that are out there but the talent they know how to recognize talent if you got the talent you got the skills you're going to obviously get the minutes and in the in the, in the, in the opportunity so the g league is definitely another uh incubator for guys to, to be able to get to the nba and shoot if you could get there man it's it it's amazing it's just amazing so yeah yeah the transformation has been absolutely fantastic. And you're listening to Sunday Brunch, a WNBA state of mind. I got my little brother, Ben Uzo, on here. So excited about it. So for all of the people that are just getting on here and you're tuning in, we're talking, we're chopping it up. Ben has played in on several teams. In the, in, the, in the G League, the D League, now the G League, and in the NBA. You played, you, you know, the, the NBA, you played for New Jersey. You played for the Cleveland Cavs. You played for the Toronto Raptors, who won the championship two years ago. I mean, just fantastic history that you have. And it leads right to the next question, like next thing that I really would like to discuss. As far as the G League is concerned, talk to the young fellas out there on how, you know, just – how important that is as a segue, as a bridge, as a building, building, building block, a stepping stool to getting into the, the NBA because now they're recruiting people out of high school. You could be that good and go in now. If you look at the league and all of the players that are balling, there's a lot of them that were former D-League, G-League players that are balling right now. And that really has a lot to do with your growth. Can you elaborate on that? Well, that's, that's kind of what I was trying to say. If you do it the right way, it can be very beneficial uh, in, in your success and the opportunities that you're awarded uh, throughout your career, uh, during your career and after career. Um, and like you said, they're getting guys at a, at a high school. So they're getting – there's a realm for you in your career and – 18 and be viewed and scouted and, and be pegged as a guy who has NBA potential talent sooner rather than later. And you're in front of, and you're in front of these decision makers about the course of a season. And it's just so many, it's a greater opportunity. It's a greater chance for guys to live out their dreams. And if you do it the right way, 
it can it can be very very lucrative as well as beneficial and and just in how you transition or the opportunities that may present itself you know i'll use myself an example playing in the g league afforded me opportunities to play in the nba again it afforded me opportunities to coach and it afforded opportunities for me to 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 grow and be in continue to be in an nba fraternity and network and and those things um you kind of can't put a number on you just got to continue to just carry yourself accordingly but it, it, it from 18 to whenever you would call like a vet age or an opportunity to still live out your dream um it, it's the the nba g league is 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 important it's huge it's huge it's huge so uh, now, how big is it for a kid that's 18 years old, 17 years old? Like, I graduated from high school when I was 17. So, you know, just just so happened my birthday fell on the perfect time in October. So they was like, okay, you can start kindergarten. That's where it all right. starts. You know, so... You know, you you get at it, you get at you you get your your senior year in high school. You get you have these G League teams. You got the NBA teams already looking at you. You got the possibility of becoming a two way player, two hundred and fifty thousand dollar contract. Not to mention, not to mention the shoes, okay? Because they coming. Yeah. The and then you gonna have your choice. Yeah. Yep, go ahead. The shoe companies, they're they're there. And you know, the way that you're able to kind of use social media to your level to leverage an opportunity nowadays, the the families of these kids and and, and and the handlers of these kids, they're woke on that opportunity. And so there's there's various opportunities, not alone with shoes, just endorsement deals. Uh uh you know, you got the kid who did the internship um uh, with uh was it uh Under Armour or some company. And mm-hmm. I was just like, it was amazing to see, but you know, to leverage, to be able to leverage certain things to your, to 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 benefit and support you, is at a, at an earlier age is is the G League and is the definitely. Yeah, it really is. I, 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 and I, I was so big on it because we, that's what we did most of the time when we were in, in, in the assistant coaches program, we were affiliated with the G League. We had to go, we had to go scout. We had to go look yeah. at players. We had to do all those things. I remember just having to do those scouts and being up all night and, you know, just trying to, you know, pass that that program so to speak and you know really make an impression and get the opportunity to be around general managers and presidents and 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 ceos and and coaches and assistant coaches and 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 video coordinators and trainers and everything that encompassed the league all the way to uh brungi with 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 his uh with his training um that he did uh was it the the trainer from um the san antonio spurs he left and then he was doing all of that training where he was putting all of the all of the stuff on the guys, and they were doing their vertical and and all of that right. stuff, and, and doing the boxes and everything like that. That one morning, was sitting there watching them do that, and there's so much involved in it. It's so exciting, and I love the I love the NBA. I love the whole thing, their whole idea, their concept, uh, the way they do things. And so I was very appreciative of that program um, that we were in, um, and you know, now that we're talking about teams, I mean, I know for me. I got some teams that I'm looking at, and I got these. There's some young players out there that's hooping, man, and I'm just I just love watching right now. And the one player that I couldn't understand what they were doing with, and Detroit really confused me with Christian Wood. That boy can play some ball. 
he looked like Scottie Pippen. He he looks like Scottie Pippen. He's seven foot one. What is he? Seven foot? He's seven he's foot. Seven, he, he, he could do everything. Yo, and he had a he had a monster game last night. Uh, broke their backs. He out there in Houston. Um, they um, you know, and I'm like, they stole him. Detroit would not give him a contract. Um, and they kept him on that G League. He was in the G League for way too long. This dude was averaging like twenty something and and twelve rebounds. He was like getting these crazy numbers, and I'm sitting like, what is the problem? You know, and then you know. I see him and I'm so happy. I'm just like, oh my God, they picked him up. I can't believe it. He's a steal. Okay, you got Ice Trey down there killing him in the A. Ice Trey is on some something else. He he averaging 30 points a game right now. You know, um, Mellow Ball. I like that kid. You know, um, he had to deal with a lot of stuff with his brothers and this, that, and the third. But he broke through that whole thing. He went overseas. He was the smartest one. He went overseas. Right. He got all of that experience and everything like that. He came back, sure shot to do what, you know, go in the draft the, the way he did. I like his brother. I, you know, I'm really digging the Pelicans this year. I dig them. I really sure. do. And I hope they keep ball. I hope they don't get rid of him. I, I, they, I like they, the didn't, they didn't sign yeah, they they balling right now. I, I wish Zion would just, would just get his weight together because he he like. Could you imagine how he could move? He's gonna definitely have to stay on top of that, and he's gonna have to stay on top of it more so than the average kid his age, just because he's so different. And it's, it's obvious that the weight could be a potential issue. You know what I mean? Guys that know the game, that know body types and things like that. Yes. He's still f so freakish. It's like, wow, he's doing all this at that weight. If he were to just really shed or trim up even more so than who he, I'm sure he's already done, his game may even go to a, through the roof. And he's just – they're really an exciting team to watch, the Pelicans. Brandon Ingram's down there, like you said. Yeah, Ingram, I love him. Oh, God. Like, he, he – him, too. Like, they, they got a real nice package. You know, uh, they bring the vet over there. They bring Bledsoe over there, um, yep. you know, to, to teach him how to, you know, to so Ball can watch. You know, it's good that he has a vet. And he can see how, how, how uh, Bledsoe does it. And, um, you know, how he uh, – I love how he, he, you know, he'll get into the paint and he won't pick up his dribble. He'll just circle through like Steve Nash. He just circled through, circled through, circled through, and then he'll keep – he'll pass it. He keeps it moving. So that's a good attribute for him to learn, you know. Yeah, so I don't really know how Brooklyn is going to do. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm cheering for them because you know it was the Nets and I love KD. I hate that, hate that he left Golden State. That's my team. You know, I'm a, I'm a Steph Curry girl. That's my team. And so you know, I like what they, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna get banged up this year, Golden State. But I like that rookie they got, man. Wiseman. He's, he's, he's arguably, he's probably rookie of the year. Yeah, he's probably my pick, early pick for rookie of the year. Yeah, he's, Me. he's just, he's just different, and he's, and he, it's. He's out the gate. He's got a great start out the gate already in these first couple of games. You know him, himself individually. I think they already said that they're going to showcase him more on the offensive end, even though his defense and his athleticism is what is really like. Ouch! It's just it's just sticks <laughs> out. So, Yo, one night he took it coast to coast and just throw and dunked on somebody, and I was just like, wow, Yeah, he's doing. 
Yeah, I saw that same play because I was like this. Huh? I said, okay, little young boy. And like watching him play D, like he just pinning people like, pow, he like wilt. He like wilt, yeah. just boom. Like you, yo, I just like, <laughs> I'm like real excited about this season. You know, I really want, I, I really would like to see Philly be successful. They drive me absolutely bananas. Like they can't get over the hump, you know, and I think it's just because they don't get on their players. They don't right. get on their players. They they should be all over Embiid. You know, right now, Embiid he has got to turn up. This year, he got to turn up. Ben Simmons got to turn up. There's definitely pressure on those on that team, but mostly those two guys. It's like this should they got to take another step, or else that team they're gonna dismantle it before the All Star break. And there's all you know they've already both been rumored in trades, but they. It got it. It's got it. It's it this year. It's it. It's yeah. Yeah. And, and Beach, you know, he had the baby. Congratulations. And it looks like he had the baby. Um, and so, like, <laughs> I'm looking at him on the free throw. He, like, he put up this cocky shot yesterday that ends up going off the glass from the free throw line, right? And I'm like, yeah. yo, what the heck? And then he turns around and they and they give the, the shot at the back of him. I'm like, yo, dude, what are you doing? Like, I can't, like, for me, you don't really see too much of this in the WNBA. Yeah. You know, and for me, I never went in. I never went into camp. I mean, look at me now. Like I'm not even playing basketball. I never went into camp under 85 percent, 80, 85 percent. There was only one time, and yeah. I, I promised I never do it again because I was like, I, I am playing too much. I need to take a minute. I took a month off. I never do it again, and, and I promised myself I would never do that because it and takes you, you. It takes you. It takes you a while to get back, especially as you told it. Yeah, because you, because it takes you six months to get in immaculate shape and three days to get out of it. Remember when you're playing games and like you're like, oh my god, we got three days off, and yeah. two days you do nothing and you come back to practice on Monday and feel like you're dead. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Legs, everything has to be recalibrated. Oh, yeah. Timing everything. So, you know, oh man, I'm 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 loving I'm loving John Wall right now. I'm I'm really rude for him. You know, you take two years off for the injuries, and he lost his mother during that time. Man, I'm rooting for him, and he looks really focused and locked in. He looks good. He looks good. Yo, he had a thirty bomb last night. Oh, I know. Yeah, he, he had a thirty bomb. He can beat Sacramento. Yeah, they beat him well. They beat yeah. him well. I see. I don't. I I don't think your young boy. I don't think. I don't think Fox knew what he was getting himself into. See, Fox is usually he Fox is quick as hell, but he's not faster than John Wall. John Wall is John Wall is like I'm I'm you. I'm just a, I'm a little older, but I'm you. I'm you. You know what I mean? So you got that's it's like the it's like an OG and a vet, but the OG had had his number last night, and it was like whoa. Wait, I was like, yo, I was so happy for him, and he's a great guy, and just awesome, and uh, like, if anything, you know, I was like, all right, well, why wouldn't DC keep him, 
you know, because I would have kept him. Like, it, it was a no-brainer for me which guard I'm keeping. But, you know, sometimes you get to that point where the relationship is no longer good, the camaraderie is no longer good. Uh, you know, Washington has just been losing and losing and losing. Um, then they started, you know, get, you know, giving John the business because he wanted to take his time coming back. And thank God he did because he came back phenomenal. This is crazy. He came back on like some Grant Hill type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, wow. So I'm happy for him. What you think they're going to do in Houston? What like what's up with your boy, man? What's up with Harden? Yo, he's like, you know, he got to He got to He got to show out like it's not. But it's not. It's not his offense that people want to see. It's it, 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 people people want to see that you can lead, that you could give up yourself, and make everybody else better so you can win a championship. And he he don't have that. He's not ready for that. And I don't think, I think he's tried it, but I don't, it's not him. It's just not. It's certain guys that it's just not him. You know, and he's entertaining. He could fill it up, but it's just not him. He don't play a lot of defense and. He likes to consume the basketball to do what he does best, and that's put the put it in the basket. And it, it puts people in the seats, but in the come playoff time, it's like he has to reinvent the wheel so much. It's just difficult to do that. It's just really difficult to do that. But they're fun to watch. They're going to win a lot of games. Yeah, they He's are. He's going to score a lot of points. Um, so I think I'll be – Yeah, I'll, with I, John I, Wall over there. Yeah, John Wall should help. Now, John Wall is going to help do – more the leadership, more the defensive. He's gonna take a de defensive uh, responsibility, but you know it's it's got to be collective. But it just it'll be interesting to see how that comes together. Yeah, John Wall. You know, he's like a defensive. He's a defensive team candidate. He ripped Fox last night. Fox tried to cross him up. Like, yo, the vet gonna know. Like, I knew how that cross was coming. So yeah. before he even before he even thought real good to cross, he already stole. Like, he he dove and and popped it, and then it hit off his body and went out. Right. Houston, Houston's ball. I was like, yo, dude is on something else right now. I'm so happy for him right now. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you if Houston could get rid of. I don't think they could get rid of Harden. I don't think anybody wants to touch Harden right now. He had a list of destinations that he preferably want to go, and those destination, the destination that makes the most sense is Philadelphia, because oh, there God. are more. Daryl Morey allowed Harden to be how Harden. And Harden is used to what he was privileged to do. But Philly wants to see if they can get it done with the guys that are in Philly right now. But don't be surprised if in a couple months that and they pick up that deal that, that deal picks up or you know, the talks pick up, pick back up, and there's a deal that's to, uh that's made between those two teams because from what I understood, that that deal was almost done. It's just they put it on hold to see how things would do. You know what I mean? How the how Indeed and Simmons and Doc Rivers would would play and coach and mesh. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's like I I don't. Let me tell you something. Philadelphia is a tough place to come, and he ain't gonna be able to pull all them shenanigans because they're gonna boo you, babe. And they make it hell for you to play in, in, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is one of them cities that will boo their own team. I played it's in Philly, so I know. Probably one, it's probably one of the most village slash blue collar places that you could you could you could play in, 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 in. you could play in. 
and they like they if you're not real they don't want you and mm -hmm. yeah you a lot of the stuff that you know i think the or the the immature stuff that i think you're, you're talking about he check that if he goes there Definitely. Yeah, and play and play some D. You know, it always comes back to that. I mean, I watched uh, I watched um, Atlanta destroy Brooklyn. I was my mouth was open. You know, I, I, Ice Trey, Ice Trey. I, I watched Ice Trey dribble past Kyrie. Now Kyrie was all D in the in the beginning of the game. He was D and him up, D and him up, D and him up. Then he just kept splitting them, and then he just split. He just boom between the leg, boom. Go by, go by. Go by goes by Kyrie, okay. Then here comes here comes Allen. Boop goes by him. KD. Boop. I'm like, where's the D at? And he just goes through and just just a teardrop that went a hundred feet in the air came down and went inside. So I'm saying, defense has got to be a priority because if you don't if you don't you might win games, but when you get to the playoffs. If you don't play that D and you don't help the helper, it's over. It's over. The, your habits are your habits. Yeah. Your habits become at that point. Yeah, but that Young is ooh, he he he's he's out the gate, and they 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 have a lot of the young talent down there. That's another team that I like too. Yeah, I, I love them. I love Atlanta. I love the Pelicans. Out of the young teams, I love Atlanta and I love the Pelicans. I love watching them. I love the direction that they're going in, you know. And then shout out to the Pelicans because they got my girl Teaspoon and they got Swin Cash over there. So I'm shouting out to them all day long. And I can see the work that they putting in in them fellas because they playing yeah. defense. You got Teaspoon yeah. over there. Anytime you got a female coach, y'all going to play defense because that's what we do. We play under the rim. We ain't dunking. We ain't high-flying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I look at half of these players that are playing in the NBA, and I'm like, yo, if I was playing, I would have ripped that. I would have literally took that. I would have took that from it. Like, because you can see, like, they just don't play D. And it's not about being strong. It's not about, it's about up here and understanding how to get to the ball the quickest. And all it is is math. Math is geometry. I tell my kids all the time. It's all it is is geometry. It's angles. Boom, 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 boom. Who gets to the angle the quickest? You know? Because we could, we could, we could, the ball could be going up the floor. But what angle am I going to use to get it to the to, to get to it quicker? You remember how how coach rolls the ball up the floor and the, you standing at the you standing on the baseline, you know? And the coach is in the middle underneath the basket. He rolls it to half court. You, whoever gets it first, you're coming back one on one. You know those types of things, and it's real. You know, I listen to you. No, listen. Now I ain't even I ain't even mention my boy Jay Tatum. I ain't I ain't a Jay. I mean uh, I mean Jay Brown. Yeah. Jay Brown. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. But let me say. Okay, Tatum had the monster breakout year last year. All right. Yeah. Brown Brown was playing well. This year. Brown is, is is just he's just on something else. I've seen him do things that never. I was like, wow, and I always liked him anyway because he's got that business mind like you. He's probably one of the few, if not the only player in the league who did his own contract. Right. He don't have a he don't have an agent. That yeah, boy man. is smart. Yeah. yeah. And I talked to him. I like I caught up with him like what was it two years ago? I was with Cherie Sam and we were we were uh, out there in Vegas. She, 
you was out there too. We we went to uh we did the you know how they do the top golf and everybody goes over the top golf. We went over there, and he he was upstairs like old heads downstairs, young is upstairs. All the rookies, all them kids was upstairs, and we ran into him. It was like Jay Brown, what's up? What's good? He's like, yo, the WNBA players. He's like, yo, I love y'all. I love y'all. He said, yo, I love Teaspoon. He said, I'd rather have a female coach than a male coach any day. Y'all, y'all, the concept that that woman taught me on defense is ridiculous. Right. My defense is up because of that. You know, so like, just big up to all of y'all that give us a shout us out because it's so important when you guys do that. You give us so much, so much. Uh, strength to go further and right. you open up doors for us you really do yeah. and um, you know it's just a great thing but even I'm sitting here talking you still haven't told me who your favorite team is who your players are that you love I need to shut up so y'all can hear you man I respect uh, a lot of teams but if I had to choose I don't, I, don't, I like I, I don't have a favorite team but I, I if mm -hmm. there's Team that comes on that I like to watch, Lakers, Boston, uh, San Antonio, Toronto, and Brooklyn. I like I like those those few teams. I could watch them because, um, and I'll throw in Golden State. You know, on the national team, our head coach he's he's a associate head coach for the Warriors, so I could watch them and also watch the type of system that we run on our national. But you know, I, res I have a lot of respect for Steph Curry. Ron, Kevin Durant. Uh, I love Coach Greg Popovich, and then my 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 D League coach is now the head coach of the Raptors, Nick Nurse. So it's a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of various reasons why I I take a liking to those. Teams. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 me in a nutshell. So it's right, a couple so, couple guys. Right. Couple. Yeah. So who's your Roy? You already told, but I want to hear it again. James Wiseman, and if uh, second place is Anthony Edwards. Okay, all right. Yeah. Who, who's your MVP? MVP this year, Kevin Durant. Wow. Okay. 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 DPOI. Defensive Player of the Year. Hmm. I say this is gonna take a while. I think the various okay. camps. I know Giannis is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is the uh Rudy Gobert's up there? You know, as far as rim yeah. protection. Yeah, all the shot blockers, they get in there easy. It's a, and people don't realize how hard it is for a guard to get in there. Because we could go out, we could go out and get, we could go out and get three and a half steals a game, four steals a game and lose to somebody who's getting two, three blocks. You feel? So it's like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like, it'll, I feel like it'll be a rim protector more so guard for various reasons that you said. So I'll say, I'll take, um, I'll take Giannis. DPOY. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's just a, he's just a freaking monster. That guy, like, I, I, I can't, like, if you call somebody out as a freak of nature, that boy right there, because you look at his work ethic, and uh, that's the, that's the one thing I want you to elaborate on before we go into what you're doing and how people can get in touch with you. I want you to really elaborate on 
especially with the young kids. And you're listening to Sunday Brunch at WNBA State of Mind. I got my boy Ben Uzo on here, outstanding standout guard that played in the NBA D-League and also in college at Tulsa. You know, talk to the kids about work ethic. Like, they don't, like, some of these kids, they really don't understand. You know, I got a little cousin right now. And shout out to him. You're going to find, you're going to see him. You're going to see little, uh, you're going to see, uh, little Michael Taylor, Michael Taylor's little, uh, Michael Taylor's son. His name is Juju right now. Jun Jun. And I know he's probably watching him get him geeked up. So, Bottom line is this, you know, he's putting in a lot of work, he's doing the Vertimax, he's doing, you know, a couple of things that, you know, kids get excited about and they see on TV, you know, or they see in the video, Dad, I got to do this, and Mom, I got to do this and do that, and speak to Juju, speak to Junjun, and tell Junjun what it is that he needs to do, because he sees himself there. Man, shout out to Junjun and all the Junjuns all over the, the world, because a lot of times, you know, when you watch something or you see something over and over and some somebody having a lot of success in doing that, you want to mimic it and you want to implement it and you want to you want to study it and you want to you become a sponge to what your eyes, what you know, what your eyes feed your brain, essentially. So you want to continue to dream and you want to continue to watch and, 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 and watch your favorite guys, but you want to actually have an understanding of what it takes to truly support you and your craft and, and addressing your weaknesses while continue to showcase your strengths. And so that from one guy that may be that may be different from one guy based on position, one guy based on size, one guy one guy based on strength. And so a lot of things that are being showcased and manipulated via the camera or via a certain trainer or via a certain uh, social media platform, it's not, it may not always suit what somebody else is going through at that particular time or what they may need. So you got to just truly, what do I need? And be real with yourself. The sooner you can be real with yourself, the easier and the quicker that you're able to address or attack or be on the right page and path towards fixing or becoming a better you. But don't go out and do some 100,000 drills if you're already good at dribbling. Don't go out and do, uh, you know, something just because your, your buddy's doing it. Like, you got to be real and truthful to yourself first and foremost. Like, for me, I had a small circle. I had a tight circle. Uh, I worked really hard. I was up 6 a.m.s. I was the guy up before, working out before practices from high school to college. Um, and even in the pros, I was the first one there, last one to leave. And it's a it's a it's a cliche, but it's very truthful in that manner, being the first one there, last one to leave. And I've always been that and I've implemented and I've seen certain I've seen a way it separated me. And it's, it's and it's one of the reasons why I'm still playing to this day is my worth ethic. And it is the way I've paid attention to certain things that now I could put that in my back pocket because I've been doing it for so long. And so. From lifting weights to running extra sprints to doing the extra things to work on your skill set, all of those things are have to be nurtured. They have to be you have to push one and you have to keep up with the other. So from those various things to 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 also finding that balance of 
putting a putting together like the highlight tapes and videos to now be able to showcase certain things. Don't let the grind go before you want to show the shine. You get what I'm saying? So that that's the best way I could put that. Don't let the grind uh, come. I'm sorry. Don't let the grind come after you showcase. Come after the shine because you without the grind there is no shine. Without the grind there is no shine. So that's a great way that I like to think in regards uh, for myself. And so if if that can help Juju. And, and all the other uh, young aspiring uh, athletes out there in whatever lane they're in, that's the way. Don't let the grind come after the shine. Grind before the shine and be real with yourself. Be truthful with yourself. And that's real. That's 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 real. That's real juju's. Real juju's for June June. Um, you know, um, no doubt he's he's a good kid. Uh, not only is he a good kid and good athlete, he's also good in school, which is important. I always tell the kids, whether they're my family or friends, you know, education is important because they can take away, they can take away your body, they can take away a lot of things, they can take away the sport from you, but they can never take away your education and what you have in your mind. And so that's important, you know, because you have to be able to read that contract. You don't just want to go in there and sign anything. So you want to be able to understand what's going on in your world, you know, and um, don't leave it for somebody else to do. And so how can people keep up with you on social media? Any new things for you in the works um, you want to discuss, you want to share, teams, programs? Can we expect uh, coaching from you or what? what's going on, bruh? I'm a, I got the Olympics coming up. I'll be an Olympian a two-time upcoming July with my team. Okay. Uh, we have a qualifying tournament that is in February, so next month. Uh, before, but I, I, you can expect me on that. But on social media, you can find me on. Uh, I have an Instagram. Uh, follow me at where ya underscore Ben. So like where you been, but where ya underscore Ben on social media. I have a website. Uh, you can follow my me on there, benuzo.com. And for the most part, that's that. I don't have a Twitter account or anything like that, but those those will keep me afloat. So where you underscore Ben and benuzo.com, you can holler at me. And, yeah. Yeah. You're not on Insta either? No, I have Insta. So that was my Insta. My Insta handle was where you, where you underscore Ben. So where you been? Like where you been? Where you been? So <laughs> I ain't mad at you. Do your thing. Where you been? Where you yeah. been? It's it, listen, little brother. You already know what it is. I love you. You know. You just. You know. You bring so much light to my life every time I talk to you. We always speak educationally. We always talk about things in the future. Um, you know, I just want to wish you so much luck in February when you go for your qualifying, you know, the, the, the qualifying games. Uh, where that, where's that going to be at? It's going to be in Africa somewhere. I think in Rwanda, Africa. That's where our last one was in November. So we had one in November. We have another one in February. It'll be in Mali or Rwanda, Africa. So we'll see. Yeah, listen, Mali was absolutely gorgeous. I was in Mali two years ago. Two years ago. Yo, man, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. You called me and you was like, what shots do I need? What do I need to be on the lookout for? I remember, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was it was just great to go there. Um it was so it was hot as hell, you know, yeah. but um like every single day we had like 
oh my God, we had so many kids come to the camp, you know, just so many kids, you know, and it the the the, uh, the thing about it that was so beautiful is that all of the staff was old, old Dominion, you know, um, and uh, I don't know if you know Hemshito uh, Maigaba. Uh, she's from Mali. She played in the WNBA, and uh, she had uh, she had a uh, she has a foundation, and she wanted to go back home. And so she was like, "Goody, I, I got you." So I went down there with her, Susan Montgomery, uh, and Fee, and we just had we had a great time, and it was so emotional, you know, because people really don't understand what's on the other side, and you know the struggles that people have to come through, but you know. What I've learned about going to other countries that are not as well off as the United States, it is packed with mad love, real love. That's how they survive. You know what I'm saying? It's not all about the money and the cars and the bars and the hot chicks and the this, that, and the third. Love comes first in everything. That's what you that's 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 what you're made from. So you know, I got so much love, mad love. People I got more African friends. On Facebook right now, probably watching, going, "Oh my God, that's Ben Uswell." Um, watching you right now, like I'm serious. My my friends that I that I gained from Mali, absolutely incredible. I I went to Nairobi, in Kenya. You know, I got someone right now. As a matter of fact, coach, that's hitting me from um, what is it? Uh. I can't remember where, and I probably will when we get off of here, but he wants me to come down and do a camp. He's like, Coach, can you please just hit me up so we could – and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll hit you up. But, um, you know, just any opportunities, like I get to go down there to do camps and stuff like that and give back because that's giving back in a totally different way. You're literally helping change somebody's situation when you go – over there this isn't it's not a joke and people don't realize it you know and so um you know i i get that's like one of two of my greatest gifts that god gave me was giving me the opportunity to go to africa right. you know and, and 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 see see my heritage and where i'm from you know and actually right. get to and actually get to to go to the serengeti and and, and lay my eyes on eden because yep. you can't tell me that the, that that the serengeti isn't eden you yeah. cannot tell me that. Just from all of the what I read in the Bible, and then I'm looking at all of the, the I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. This, this is, you know. But that's another story, you know. That's a story they don't want to tell. But it's all good, you know. And you're listening to a WNBA state of mind. I got my guy Ben. If you missed it, then you could come back on when we go off. It'll come on. Um, ben, I, I'm just so happy that you came on. We're going to stay connected, of course. And um, and we'll see each other. You know, um, I know you're going to be doing your Olympic stuff like that. We usually run into each other in Las Vegas. But this summer, you, I don't know. Who knows what what's going to happen with that whole thing. If we, if we get the vaccines, people right now are like, I ain't taking the vaccine. I'm not this. I'm not that. So we don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of resistance right now, and, you know, that's mainly because, you know, people don't trust the government right now, which is kind of sad, you know, that I'm thinking about going outside of the country and getting a shot somewhere else <laughs> to make sure that I'm going to be okay, you know. And then they're having the, then they're having the, the wars with the um, pharmaceutical companies. So what I tell people is do your homework and so you can find out and understand what's happening in your world. You know, you got Pfizer, you got Pfizer, you got AstraZeneca, and you got Moderna. 
There's three different yeah. ones, all right? The one that they're taking in UK was on. It only cost three to five dollars per dose. They said we want to get everybody in our country better. We don't care about the pharmacies making money with all these billions of people we have over here. Two dollars is gonna go far. Yeah, you gonna you sit know, fat? Then over here, but see in the United, in the United States, okay, the United States, they want to use either Pfizer, uh, Pfizer or Moderna, and they're twenty four yep. to. Twenty-four to twenty dollars. AstraZeneca over there in the UK already being used. Doses three to five dollars. It, it, it's ridiculous. They rather see people die, you know, than to get everybody with a vaccine yep. so that they could be okay. And so, if yep. that's what it is, the only thing that you could do is just take care of yourself. Um, right. We got to hook up together. We got to hook up on Insta. I just took. I just got another COVID test today. You know, basketball season getting ready to get started. I had to take three before I was able to uh, leave the bubble of my hotel in Rwanda. So I had to take two before I, before I ordered the flight uh, to Rwanda. And then when I got off the flight and got to the hotel, I had to take another one. So it, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, if, and, and, you know, it's uncomfortable. It doesn't kill you. But that stinging in your nose, like, oh, God, somebody just stuck something in my nose. That I, is I that feeling. Yo, like, I'm like, this, I ain't never put nothing like that. Like, it's, it was, it was different for sure. So, and you, you got to hold it for 15 seconds and swirl it and reverse the, uh, swirl. I'm like, yeah. And hey, you sitting there like, hey, <laughs> you're all your, your body like this. Yeah, your body just like sitting tight. <laughs> <laughs> But it's all good. You got to do what you got to do. We, we do what we do for the love of the sport. I don't have a problem with that as long as everybody else around me is doing the same thing. In this whole situation, I tell people, listen, you know, treat people like you like you, like you you treat your mother. And I, hopefully you're treating your mom like treating her like the black queen that she is, you know. And bottom line is you treat people like they're your mother. Would you want to bring something into the house and then get your mother sick and then she could possibly succumb to that? You know, right. and if you won't do that to your own mother, then don't do that to the next person. And I tried to tell I tell people all of the time, like, what sense is it for you to wear the mask if you're going to have it under your nose, you know, or on your beard as a chin strap? You got you're not making no sense. And, you know, it, it's not until people pop up with it, pop up with it. Then they start to have respect for it, because if you get that covid, you're going to be sick as a dog. It's different. It's different. I've heard, I've had a couple of buddies and people that got it. They're like, man, I, I didn't have any energy. I wouldn't have no appetite. And you know, they lost a lot of weight. And they just, they were just felt so weak. And I'm just like, man, I don't want to, I don't know what that, and you know, everybody has a different on it. You, some believe it, some don't. But after hearing the story of some of like guys who work out are in shape all, all the time and they couldn't even, work out for to do anything i'm just like wow well yeah because it affects your heart and everything and you could you could be working out and then you have a heart attack because your heart you have you got this rapid heartbeat thing that's going on with you so for me like you know and us being in tune with our bodies as an athlete you know like people don't realize how in tune. i'm like yo i could walk in a room and know if somebody in that room is sick and it's all because my stomach will start like i'll get this weird like like, what the f is going on? Somebody got something in here, you know, and I'll just leave out of the room. 
or like just being so in tune with how your heart beats, how you breathe, like how your eyes feel, your ears, your nose, your mouth. It's like, yo, no, I got to go to the doctor. Exactly. You know, and so with that being said, I'm glad that you're taking care of yourself and everybody's intact and, you, you know, with your family and stuff, everything's good. Yep, everything they so, want. All right. So we are definitely going to catch up again. All right. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to hear about uh, the Olympics. I know you're going to, I know you're going to do your thing. I know you're going to do your yep. thing. Um. And uh, hopefully I'll get to see you in the summertime at some point in time or at some NBPA or NBA something. At some point we'll have a run in and it'll be A1. It'll be A1. We'll connect how we connect. But, man, I appreciate you having me. And, uh, man, we got to do Sunday in the future. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I already told you you're my NBA analyst. (laughs) (laughs) All right, little brother. I'm going to talk to you soon. Take care of yourself, all right? And stay in God like you do. Yeah. Peace. That's a good dude right there. That's a good dude right there. I love my I love my NBA brothers. I love them so much. Good guys. Real good guys. Very educated guys. Uh so when you look at them and you see them. Don't just see ball players, you know, see an intelligent, educated young black man. Okay? So you know I love you. Sammy Sosa to everybody. Peace out. Happy New Year to all of the people that put uh the kind words on, on everything that I post up. I love you guys. You keep me going. And I hope I do the same. Until then, stay in God. And wear those masks. Peace out.